0: <laughs> when I get one, you get one, sir.
1: Okay. She's like, do you take other currency?
0: <laughs> Poor favor. Penis genius. genius. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> okay. You ready? I'm ready. All right, let me do a wipe real quick. I feel like somebody's uncle at a barbecue. Be <laughs> <laughs> pulling the, At the
1: fish fry. At the fish fry, like whoo, With the leather sandals.
0: Always a love of Jesus sandals
1: Sandals Okay, here we go
0: Mic check, one, two, one, two Mic check, one, two, one, two Okay (sighs) Eight, eight, eight I'm pretty sure I start every episode like that Adina (laughs) (laughs)
2: Let them know, girl let him know,
0: girl.
2: Hey, y'all.
0: Welcome to the OK Keep It Sexy podcast. This is your host, Erica Butler. And my guest, Hey, you should rap
2: for sure. I'm so happy she's here.
0: Y'all, the love I have for this woman right here. Okay, so um, we're going to get into who you are, what you do, okay. where you're from, all the things. But first. I is uh, uh, is my wife? Correct. We've all gotten married. Me, you, David, and Marshall. Correct. How long y'all and Marshall been? Here? How long have you and Marshall been? Here?
1: Marshall and I have been together going on sixteen
0: years. Okay. Yeah. 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 Me and David are 14 So you know, we, yep. We, we were together. all in the struggle <laughs> together. <laughs> <laughs> that barclay Together. that barclay struggle Ooh, so many
1: so many memories
0: so many memories anyways so it should go without saying that it only felt right to have taisha come on this podcast because first off she's probably one of the only friends that i can openly talk about all the things with all the things, all the things and we're gonna do that shit today so get excited um and uh
2: you know also i just
0: <laughs> i mean anybody who's who's uh opening song is adina howard is like is my friend
1: yeah You
0: know, hashtag sister. Hashtag. Listen, I was listening
1: and harmonizing. Don't, don't, don't sleep on the kid.
2: Don't, don't. Long
1: before I even knew what the lyrics really meant, because I connected to it. I feel like on a visceral level.
2: Yes,
0: Yes, visceral level. Yes, visceral level. (laughs) And in case you're unaware, please go to Spotify and check out Adina Howard's.
1: Oh my God, her avatar! Her avatar with this flowy. Listen, Meg the what? Adina Meg the Z who? Z Meg the who? Adina the style.
2: Ooh, Meg Z the who?
1: Shout out to Adina Howard. Shout out to <laughs> Adina uh, Howard. Introduction of, of <gasps> black women being open and free and challenging with their sexuality and music um, is is still an underrated thing. Yes. And she is one of yes. the, the veterans of that. So yes. like.
0: No question. Yeah, no question. That you might have just answered one of my
2: fire round questions. This (laughs) time, I'm trying to to keep you on your (laughs) toes.
0: That's what a relationship is supposed to be—you keeping me on my toes. That's how we keep it fresh. (laughs) All right, so go ahead and give me a little rundown. Who are you? What do you do? Where are you from? Where your people stay? Where you know? Yeah, all the things. Taisha Radford
1: Shorts. um native of Columbus, Ohio, born and raised. I am a writer, um, uh, uh, an educator, uh, whew, an event planner, uh, <laughs> diversity, equity, and inclusion, uh, yes. practitioner. Um, I enjoy sex yes, and many things about sex. So I'm <laughs> very excited to be here today. Um, yeah, i you know born and raised two-parent household yep. my parents are very loving and affectionate and mm-hmm. so that would I'm privileged yeah to have had that Absolutely. example of you know right uh, healthy yeah. uh, relationship between two yeah. loving partners mm-hmm. um yeah I feel like that's pretty much it <laughs> I know that there's probably way more
0: <laughs> well that's you know, okay we'll get but, into the shits you'll be able to talk about <laughs> yes. some more in-depth things I'm sure as we get uh, further into these conversations so, you know, the goal for this episode is uh, the goal for the podcast in general, right, is just to kind of showcase storytelling because okay. there's nothing that black people do better than tell a story. Correct. Right? And so, um I think, you know, for me, growing up in a predominantly white area, once I, you know, became like a part of the black community, I was like, "Oh my god. I'm home. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm home." <laughs> It just feels so right because I've been telling stories my entire fucking life. And people Mm. were looking at me like, why don't you ever stop? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what is happening? Why does everything have like it was, you know, I was labeled like being extra. Mm. Right. You know, and it was it was something that like for a long time I tried to stifle about myself because I thought that it, you know, it was just another way for me to be othered. Right mm. in Patasla, where I grew up, yeah. and so then when I, you know, when the black people was like, Hey, we've been waiting on you for a whole semester.
1: Listen, and the, the more funny. dynamic the story, Woo! even if we know you're lying,
0: it doesn't matter, even if,
1: even if we know you're not telling the truth, yep. even if we know you're yep. embellishing, yep. we still want to hear that story, you know, what I mean? and we're still gonna be a part of it, yeah, <laughs> talk back to you,
0: yep. <laughs> right? We're we gonna, gonna hype you we
1: up, we're gonna suck <laughs> our teeth, we're yep. gonna roll our eyes. <laughs> We gonna stomp away, laughing, mm-hmm. like it's it's gonna be a whole That's production. Just, you know,
0: yeah, absolutely. Sure. And so I, you know, when I was thinking about what I wanted these episodes to be, um, you know, definitely a, an underlining theme of storytelling and talking about, you know, everybody's different upbringings and like what their experiences were with sex, pleasure, intimacy, um, you know, their experiences with relationships, whether they're currently in one, were in one previously, and not one now or whatever, married, right. single, divorced, it doesn't matter. Um, and, you know, because all of the listeners can connect to these stories in so many different ways. And even if they're not in the exact same scenario as somebody, there's still parts of someone's story that can connect to them Absolutely. regardless. Absolutely. And so I just wanted to provide a space where, you know, people are talking openly and honestly about sex because that shit doesn't exist, <laughs> at least to me, not in the way that I do it, right? With Happy Sex Talk. Um, And specifically, you know, my focus is always and forever black ass women. Absolutely. You know, and so I love that other people listen to the content and listen to the podcast. But let's make no mistake. I create shit for black women, Mm, mm. like purposely, very intentionally. Um, And so when I thought about, you know, who I wanted on this podcast, I mean, if I could show you my initial written list, you were the first one on there. (laughs) because there ain't nobody that I think of first other than you when I think of black women. Aww, and thank so it you. makes perfect sense for us to be having these conversations. I thought you
1: were going to say I'm the first person you think of when you think of sex. But well, obviously, like, obviously, you know, there are a couple of people ahead of me in you know.
2: that. I mean I, but i'll take when you hear yeah. black women
1: i'll take that i'll take that i'll take that you know sometimes i switch
0: girl sometimes i mean you
1: know, you know long so, as long as i'm
0: on the list yeah you know top five for sure <laughs> um so yeah the goal of this episode you know is to keep it loose talk about you know <laughs> foot loose and fancy free ain't that what they say um in case you haven't noticed this is a mason jar that is the size of my face that has crown and cran Apple in it so I apologize in advance for what comes, but it's okay. I as offer long, no apologies. As long as I'm talking into the mic right here, I will not get in trouble by my creative director, also known as my husband.
2: Correct.
1: I offer no apologies. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I have a similar this situation. is true. I'm,
0: I'm actually not and apologizing, I, right. but you know, I suppose sometimes it's
1: your show, so you got to you kind of. I mean, you sometimes
0: I'm like the face of the brand, blah blah, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Listen, y'all gonna get this content. Do you understand me? <laughs> Um, so what I do when guests come on the show is uh, do a little bit of fire round okay. questions and because I know you so well I had a hard time narrowing these questions down so there's a lot of them and we just gonna go through them okay I'm okay with that and I'm really, I'm really excited to hear some of your answers for a few of them most of them I kind of already know the answers okay. to just because you know it's you but I'm I think it's gonna be fun so are I'm excited you, you yes, ready I'm ready, okay. I'm ready. <laughs> I see you trying not to look and I'm really, not I'm not gonna look I no like, truly appreciate I'm that I'm not gonna look <laughs> okay so let's start with um who's your favorite sexually liberated icon like of all time doesn't have to be right now so
1: so many Mm -hmm. but i will say this i appreciate right now in my older age um the character sunshine
2: from harlem night
1: and this idea that she was able to subvert uh this white man and help <laughs> make spoil. a boy yeah yeah like throw it up in the air and they call it sunshine <laughs> like what what are we what's happening I know, here i know that's right um so that's who's popping out to my mind shout out to Leela rishan you are beautiful 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 every size this yes, we love
0: absolutely you. Um, those dimples be like okay,
1: i get so listen i need
0: I get okay um, no, that's
1: so that's the, that's the character that I'm thinking yes. of right now, immediately, that's just like, you know, and even yeah. when you're younger and you're hearing that, you don't know what it means, but it's so right. seductive. Yeah. Like, what does that mean?
0: Right. Throw it in
1: the air and they call it yeah. sunshine. So I'm, yeah. I'm gonna go with
0: that. I love that. I love that because I totally get it. That's great, yeah. I mean, I don't <laughs> think we need to go into any more about that. That <laughs> makes perfect sense to me. Um, so let's see, what's your funniest sexual experience?
1: Oh man uh,
0: <laughs> It's not
1: It wasn't funny then It's funny now <laughs> um, Fair enough So two But I'll just do the one And then we can oh, Maybe yeah, have you time later go, for go other go one. But with I, that time. I I I um, Definitely Started masturbating At a very early age uh-huh. I didn't know that's what it was called right, I didn't know Yeah But uh, my mother definitely Walked in on me mm-hmm. And was really just on some like What are you doing <laughs> And I said nothing, but didn't switch positions, didn't move. So it was very clear what I was doing. Yeah. And she just kind of closed the door and <laughs> walked out. So, you know, in my older age, I appreciate that it was just kind of like, I'm gonna let you get yourself together. That means you need to finish or whatever that means. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, But yeah, being being walked in on by my parents you know, while pleasuring myself. Yeah. It's funny now.
0: It wasn't funny. Right. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Especially because, you know, you didn't really know, you didn't really know what, what was happening. You just know the shit felt good. You know what I mean? And the reality is, I mean, we, we start doing that in the womb. Like people don't know that, but we start masturbating in the womb. We find out like literally as we're being created, that that sensation feels good and eventually helps us fall asleep because it releases, the neurotransmitter that causes sleep, so um, we are doing that you know as very, soon, as very soon, early. As soon as we got hands, <laughs> we out here DJing. You hear me? You may not even have formed fingers as long as you got a palm a, nub,
1: a, a little nub, <laughs> go on and get it popping. You
0: can make shit happen. Hear me? So, I think you know, it's really funny when I get you know calls from parents, who are like, oh my god, my child has started masturbating. Okay, well, first off. They've been doing it. You just didn't know. <laughs> you just know. found out. Also, they don't know it's masturbation. Right. They know that there is a part of their body that feels good as shit when they push on it. Right. When, it, when there's pressure involved. Right. And they just want that sensation. Yeah. Because who doesn't? Yes. Specifically for female-bodied people, we have a clitoris whose sole purpose is for sexual pleasure. Only
1: reason it's there.
0: Uh, You can tell me that my guy don't want me to have sex, but if you give me a whole organ... Whose sole purpose is for sexual pleasure. In fact, you want me to make that a priority. That is in your doctrine. No? Okay. That's we ain't gonna get into that conversation today. That's just my belief. Take it. Leave I love it, it. it. Do what you want. But my God knows. Amen. Correct. She knew. She knew. She knows and what she And don't make doing. no mistakes. And don't make no mistakes. <laughs> All right. So let's do. Oh, I got so many questions. Sorry. What's your okay, what was your first porno, porno adjacent or porno-esque experience?
1: man, man. Break it not down. not seductive at all <laughs> um, but I was dating someone um, I was maybe about 15 or 16 years mm-hmm. old and he knew of a store
0: mm-hmm.
1: I want to say it was a lion's den on Alum Creek yep it's still there and we went there together yep. and I just remember
0: it's behind that McDonald's
1: there was so much um pink flesh Oof. So I didn't re- so I'm so I had never seen pornography before. Right, right. right. But then to see all these white bodies, to me, it felt like it wasn't for me. Absolutely. Um, he ended up getting a video that had black people in it, so that was helpful and and useful in certain right, types of ways. Right. But I just remember walking in and being like, so already the stigma of like, you know, we gotta park in the back. Yeah. We gotta, um, yeah. But yeah, that was that was that was it. That mm-hmm. was a, a very Weird experience.
0: How did it? How did it feel watching it? Um, Do you remember? So the
1: so the person I was with was a bit older than me. He was older yeah. than me by a couple years. Okay. Um. So I already felt insecure, right? Just right. about m- my skill level, right? Um. But I I took cues. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like seeing yeah. seeing folks do things that I hadn't necessarily done I'm looking like oh okay you can do you can you know sit up on it yeah you, always right. have to be, yeah. you know mm-hmm. so absolutely so it was useful in that regard right so I was looking at it more of like you know instructional
0: yeah right. kind of yeah that's kind yeah. of weird yeah it wasn't no, no, necessarily no.
1: it wasn't necessarily it wasn't pleasurable to watch the video but I understood it as this may be something that can to pleasure absolutely later like i'm picking up too
0: okay okay so i feel like you know you and i are 35 ish right yeah yeah, right yeah. Okay, okay so um i feel like porn when we were growing up is way different than porn now correct i know that first of all it's free now. Uh, well <laughs> and all you gotta do is click a box and be like yeah bitch i'm 18 and you could be 12 correct also porn finds you Correct. you don't need to go looking for it. Correct. Um, but mainly, you know, it's just so fucking damaging. Mm. It's not it's not factual. Yeah. It gives people a false understanding of what sex is. Yeah. It's very very patriarchal. Yeah. It's very um, you know, harmful to women. It is objectifying yeah. for women of all colors, but usually white women. Sure. Um, and it also gives people you know body dysmorphia like
2: mm.
0: because half of the shit ain't real and when they when they switch to a shot of like someone ejaculating across the room, look at me in my eyes. <laughs> Let me hold Not on across the room. Look at me in my eyes. No. no, no. you know what that is? Special effects. Correct. <laughs> Correct. right? Correct. So that's why there's a whole fucking industry for ethical porn now. Mm right and in my in my experience the ethical porn is kind of a a a soft return to what we're talking about growing Mm -hmm. up on where like we were kind of watching it more for the instructional you know part of it right to kind of see like what our bodies could actually do the
1: film that i watched was still well
0: (laughs) yeah of course (laughs) it it was a very particular type right yeah you know what i'm saying so i I mean part of it is also like just because of our perspective of how we were watching it right yeah versus anything else but and I'm 98% sure there were subliminal messages that got into our head that we didn't realize were actually there sure, right but sure. I feel like at this point in 2021 that shit's just like boom here's a message <laughs> boom take that message yeah, and it's like really setting people up for disappointment and failure and insecurity yes out the gate yes. right and so um you know there's a I I try to do as much education around porn as possible mm. um with teens and then Also, they're like adults or caregivers because while I can tell you, you know, how to apply like elements of media literacy to question everything that you're taking in in the media, your parents are the ones that are teaching you values and, and, you know, like beliefs. That's not my role. So it's a a combo of what I got to do with the families and, you know, as a sex educator. And I got to create a space where kids feel free to like ask questions about like, okay, so I saw this. Is that real? Yeah. You know yeah. like I remember when I was teaching in Philly getting my masters I spent 2 hours debunking blue waffle for people. I don't know if that ever became a thing in Ohio. I don't know what that. Is. So somebody got a hold of a vagina and photoshopped it and made it look like an STD existed that would turn your vagina, your vulva specifically, blue and have like grids like waffles. Oh. And so it was like it what? spread what like wildfire. I don't know to no. put shame okay. on vulvas because that's what we do okay you know bring more shame waffles on. Are good. I, don't I mean waffles are great <laughs> but i don't know that you want them to be sure. blue or a part of your genitalia <laughs> so and of course you know the rhetoric was that it was connected to having sex right mm-hmm. and so it's just another way to shame, to women, shame. women and girls yeah. into not having sex yet and still these these uh individuals with penises who are interested in people with vaginas is out here fucking somebody
2: Correct. and
0: we ain't judging them message that that may come later let me not let me not jump (laughs) let me not jump the (laughs) gate all i'm saying is porn's come a long way it has negatively positively and everything in between just make sure you know what you're watching
2: yes
1: (laughs) and (laughs) i think that you know there's a level of um there's more representation now than when I initially started watching pornography, so I'm happy about that. Right. But it's still, like you said, it's still very much along these very patriarchal, yeah. misogynist lines. And so it's like, we can have more, you know, Asian women or, or disabled women or whatever, but they're still going to be subject <coughs> yeah. to certain types of- Absolutely. Of, of story oppression. Line. Yeah, and
0: storyline. Sto- storyline. Right. right. Storyline. Right. Fat asses, volume 13, storyline. Okay, so- <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Next question. <laughs> what current sexual trend do you find interesting?
1: I, so we're a little beyond it now, but you know the the whole there was a whole TikTok phenomenon with the with the red lighting, and it's I don't know if that's considered sexual, but it's definitely sensual uh-huh. and in some ways erotic. Yeah. Um, that. You know, I grew up in the days of, yeah, the silhouette challenge. There you go. Mm -hmm. I grew up in the days of, um, Black Planet. So there were some things that you, so it's very reminiscent of this kind of like, yes, kind of putting yourself out there type situation. Um, so it almost feels like, um, you know they're doing the feathered bangs now, so that's a '70s look that's coming back. It just <laughs> right. feels like things are coming back into yeah, rotation. they always
0: do. They um, always do,
1: but just including new technology. So yeah. that challenge is interesting.
0: Yeah, you know, and it's and it's funny because the point of that challenge, right, is to make women specifically feel like liberated and mm-hmm. feel safe to show off their bodies in a way that doesn't actually show their mm-hmm. bodies. Right. And yet and still fucking trolls. Of course. Found a way to, to get the, the to get the red filter off mm-hmm. and repost the actual videos yeah. and, and just completely violate people's yeah. bodily autonomy.
2: Yeah. And
0: post these videos of these women. Yeah. You know, doing something that made them feel fucking amazing about exactly. themselves. And how fucking dare you? Y'all should be ashamed. Whoever right. did that and started that and and like. Y'all should be ashamed because right. that shit, it wasn't for you in the first place. We did it for ourselves. Correct. And people can say that if you're, you know, there's an argument of like, well, if you was doing it for yourself, then why would you post it on social media for everybody to see? Same
1: reason why you post anything else Same reason why you, you post anything else yeah. on social
0: media. Yeah. Right, so again, don't shame me because this is about my body and my sexuality and my sensuality. Yeah. I can do whatever the fuck I want with any content that I create. Right. And, you know, it's just so like when I found that out, I wanted to burn the world to the ground. Yeah.
1: So I my introduction to the silhouette challenge, there were actually several men who had done it. Yeah. So I saw the men and I didn't even realize that.
0: Yeah.
1: Women were predominantly doing it. And as soon as I learned that there were women's videos, which were way better than the men's (laughs) videos, FYI. Amen. Amen. Um. then I also learned at the same time that this filter was being removed and of course the filter was being removed because people are trolls absolutely Um, and so just in the same kind of conversation about pornography coming a long way but still having so far to go it's like this this access to technology is such a great thing yeah but the way that we abuse it still shows that we have so far to go in our own education
0: yeah absolutely I mean the fact that people thought they had the right to access mm. the videos without a filter mm-hmm. already shows your sense of entitlement, mm-hmm. right? And, like, the fact that you just think that you have access to people's bodies.
1: And violation, and, right? Yeah, of entitlement I mean, to the point It's sexual of assault.
0: Like, it's sexual assault, period. Yeah. Yeah. It is no different than you hollering at somebody walking down the street. It mm-hmm. is no different than you grabbing somebody's arm because they didn't pay attention to you on the street. They right. they are all forms of sexual assault. Right. Whether you are behind a computer and can't nobody see you, or you write in somebody's face being a fuckboy too. It's all like Right. Right. It's all the same thing.
1: But it's even more nefarious
0: because yeah. nobody knows because nobody
1: and you're getting away with it.
0: You're getting away with that yeah. shit, right?
1: Yep. So it's just like, you
0: know, it's like man you can't like we can't have nothing like as a mm-hmm. as a woman who's going through like postpartum stuff like yes dia is too but that shit, postpartum is forever let me be very clear yeah right and so there's a there was a huge push for women who were newly postpartum like within five years of being postpartum like taking their fucking you know autonomy back Mm -hmm. and doing these challenges like to the point where like I'm watching these videos like literally tearing up for women that I don't even know Mm -hmm. because I can see I can see what doing this challenge is doing for you Mm -hmm. and because it's doing that for you I couldn't be more happy yeah right and then to see like on the back end that there's just people out here just completely abusing that yeah you know and this is exactly why fucking we don't this is (laughs) what this is why it takes us so long to fucking admit that we're sexual beings. And this is why we're so fucked up in terms of developing a sexual identity where we feel safe, Yeah. right? Because we are in a society that that, like innately is not safe for women, especially black women, Yeah. Yeah. right? And so, you know, the one time that like we try to fucking do something for ourselves to make ourselves feel sexually liberated in some way, shape or form, like y'all still gotta abuse that shit, right?
1: Or liberated in general, right? Well, we can we Liberated
0: can in general. Yeah, right, about, right, yeah. Um,
2: yeah, liberation. Other social platforms a, yeah, that we kind
1: of dominated and then other folks came on and
2: Clubhouse Woo. and all Woo. these
1: different things, right? Um, and, and so it just, it it certainly is yes. is extensive within the realm of sexuality. Yeah. But it's really just uh, evidence of of society at large that has to do with anything uh, regarding women's bodies. Right, yeah. Autonomy, yeah. thoughts.
0: Yeah. All of that. Yeah. Absolutely. Whew. Anyway, deep exhale, man. <laughs> the shit we got. The shit we got to think about, right? Every damn day. Every and damn. Twice day. on Sundays. And twice on Sundays. man. Okay, so next question: Have you ever had sex in a dangerous place? And I'm gonna let you define what dangerous means.
1: Uh, yes. Um. <laughs> there used to be. It's gone now, so I can talk about it. <laughs> there used to be statue of limitations um (laughs) i'm just kidding before it was downtown high school there used to be a school um and i had sex there it was out of doors um there were cars that drove by hey in the process which was really interesting um were you aware of those cars I was because they had headlights. Oh shit! Yeah, well. Okay. Yeah, okay. and
0: they were aware of me. You didn't, you didn't give me time of day when you was leaving the oh, story. Oh, this was that night.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, there's a lot going on. Um, and so just mm-hmm. I think it was dangerous in my mind just because of the level of access and vulnerability right. that someone could have potentially had. Um, Absolutely. To me and my partner. Right. Um. And
0: the fact that you could have gone to jail
1: and i definitely could have gone to jail yeah yeah, yeah. or at least gotten some kind of situation. Oh
0: right yes for sure yes. in columbus you probably would have gone to jail though
1: um <laughs> I, I was a minor oh, which was interesting I mean, um but maybe, so you maybe, know so maybe not I, jail. They'd took home, they took me home and i'd have been real real embarrassed <laughs> <laughs> i'd have been real embarrassed so uh oh, so yes please. that's got that's you. it got you fair enough okay
0: um, what is the most interesting sex fact that you've ever heard?
1: Uh, these apples, man, and what these <laughs> apples are doing. And I, I wasn't, like, this is a recent I one. Knew. And I wasn't <laughs> even, I didn't, I wasn't even there for this. It kind of <laughs> came you know by word of mouth Uh um but you know an apple a day keeps so many things away right (laughs) um and so that's an interesting one to me Uh and I'm just curious I think it's more interesting to me because I'm wondering like who discovered that like Uh how what what were the circumstances when somebody was like you know what
2: (laughs) hand me that gala right fast
0: amen (laughs) uh (laughs) I'm
1: just really I'm interested in kind of knowing sh- about that.
0: Oh man. Yeah. My question is, does Granny Smith and Gala have the same impact? You know what I'm saying? That's so, what I'm so, saying. So, so here, let's lay out let's lay out the fact. So I need that
1: that was so, it, Fiji, Fuji? Apple. I, I think it's, <laughs> it's Fuji? Whichever What's one. It? Which one is, do I need is to there have? A honeysuckle? Honey There's or, a honey crisp.
0: A honey crisp There it is, there it is. Correct. Okay, so this is this is the fact, right? Is that Um, apples increase natural vaginal lubrication the reason behind this is because there is estrogen in apples with that being said please do not go eat an entire bushel of apples and then just like sit around and wait for natural lubrication or do to show up I mean sure (laughs) I'm not here to tell you what to do or what not to do what I'm gonna tell you is that this has to be a this has to be a, a steady overtime ingestion of apples for you to notice a difference. How much time? You know, what I mean, study? each body you know is different. Saying? Each body that's is what different. I'm but you know, <laughs> most health people would tell you two to three weeks changes anything. Sure. Right. I mean, because it's a matter. It's a matter of like giving your body enough time to to you know adjust to the extra estrogen, I guess. Right. So, yeah. So yeah. So that's the that's yes. yes that's the fact. so the apples for
1: for women specifically, and then there's a um a health food video that talks about, um, the benefits of watermelon for yeah. men.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So watermelon works like Viagra in the sense that it, uh, dilates your blood vessels to allow, you know, for blood to rush into your penis faster yes. and create, uh, you know, a hard penis. Yes. So, so natural foods water, and yes. natural remedies yes, yes, yes. for all of these
1: things, I think, are the Wa- most interesting.
0: Watermelon remedy. for penis owners and apples for vagina owners—that's for sure. Correct. And, Pineapple and for all everyone. Of, I was about to say and all of these makes ejaculate taste better.
1: All of these fruits are, water, are in season now. They sure so, are. So you know, you get know. you some.
0: At the end of the day, it's really about H two O. It is. You know what I'm saying? It it's is. All, it's all about that water intake for everybody, really. But you know, the other the other additives are you know a bonus no bonus i suppose yeah. you know and really like who fucking knows right are, Afro- <laughs> are afrodesiacs re- like real or is also that you know bad. i'm sure scientists would argue both ways i mean but who like who's gonna who's gonna hurt from eating more pineapple right right Or eating more apples or
1: eating more apple or eating
0: more watermelon like it ain't gonna hurt you that's yeah. for sure okay last question okay this is the one that I'm really excited about. Oh lord! What's your strongest sexual asset?
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say my endurance.
0: <laughs> amen, amen.
1: Uh, you know. Yeah. We don't we don't get in no ways tired very soon, gotcha. so we we enjoy that. So yes, you know, yeah, yeah. flip it. What is it? Flip it, smack it, rub it down. <laughs> <laughs> Got a long ways to go. Got a
0: long ways to go. Settle up,
1: you know. That's what I'm I think like that may be a question for my partner. I, I'm I mean, interested he in hearing.
0: Currently his. is in the other room.
1: Well, we'll but, leave him there. We'll leave but, him there. Okay, <laughs> I'm just like I'm gonna it. ask him How that. And see, what what his, uh, see what his what his <laughs> perception is. How? I would say my endurance.
0: Got gotcha. you. Fair enough. I like it okay so now we are gonna get into these sexy facts okay we're gonna keep shit real sexy okay we're gonna come in and out of some topics I have to to you know yeah it. let's take i mean come on drink up time i'm i you're got this
1: white sweatshirt your, on and you decide. decided you wanted to have a video in front of me so i'm trying not to i be mean
0: messy but. i got i got a <laughs> stain remover in the laundry room i got two kids under five i'm trying not to if we ain't a got mess. spot cleaner in this house we are not doing a job well <laughs> So I have a few things listed here. We don't necessarily need to go in any sort of order, but some of the things that I want to talk about. I mean, I guess okay. So let's start here because we've already kind of started talking about this, right? Black womanhood and kind of like the journey towards sexual liberation, Mm. and kind of what that looks like. So just hearing that, what are some like initial like thoughts or talking points around that that you know you wanna? I mean, so many thoughts, right? So, so two things. Okay.
1: Um. One, um, I am reminded of the book, the film, The Color Purple. Yes. Um, and there, and all of the elements of um, sex and sexuality that exists therein. Uh-huh. Um, I think even black women not always knowing the full story about The Color Purple. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Suge teaching Celie how to masturbate yeah, yeah um teaching Celie about her sexuality yeah. right and that that communalism between two black women mm-hmm, about that mm-hmm. is very important um and so that comes to mind um and by extension um the 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 moment I realized that I am not designed to be um a a site or a source of pleasure for someone else Mm -hmm. that I can be a site or a source of pleasure for myself and that other people can be and should want to be sites and sorts of sources of pleasure for me Mm -hmm. um, was when I felt like I started tapping into my own womanhood um, and and heightened pleasure. Um, Yeah, Absolutely. So I'll leave it there because I feel like I can can go all day on that. But those are two things that come to mind.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, first off, we can't go all day. That's fine. I ain't got time. Also, <laughs> there's that endurance. <laughs> there's that
2: endurance, Amen.
0: <laughs> um, I, you know, the the second thing that you that you brought up speaks to me a lot because I, you know, in in terms of sexual activity, I was a pretty late bloomer, right? Like, so for me, shit didn't really jump off until the the like, you know, the senior year of high school, but really like that freshman year of college mm-hmm. for me um and even and even in those moments you know where i was like oh man i gotta catch up with everybody because finally people like think i'm attractive right because growing up again growing up around a predominantly white area you know my mom is white i've talked about this before my mom is white my dad is black but to them i was exotic right yeah and so there, and I got my period very publicly in fifth grade. Oh.
2: That's I fun. like
0: woke up with boobs in fourth grade, hips, like out of nowhere. <laughs> Had periods that like would cause me to like crawl down hallways. Mm-hmm. I missed days of school. You know what I mean? So th- the stories that we know as black women mm-hmm. are common growing up, but I didn't realize yeah. that because I was by myself going right. through it. Right. And so, and then of course, it's just another. Version of me being othered, but then also the expectation that like because I had hips, because I had boobs, like I automatically knew more about mm. sex because mm-hmm. obviously I'm a sexual being. If right. I have these parts that are right. just kind of in your face all the time, as
1: sexual, exactly,
0: yeah. right. And so that uh, other thing we're going to talk about is the adultification of black girls, right? And like how early that shit starts. And so the expectation with anybody who wanted to date me was that I was already having sex, right? And that I was already having sex with people who didn't go to school with us, which is why nobody knew about it. They just assumed I was Mm -hmm. out here, you know,
2: in these
0: streets streets with other people, because one of my best friends was a was a guy from another school.
2: Right.
0: And we were inseparable. I mean, we went everywhere together. Not a moment in that relationship. Did anything ever go beyond a platonic like this is my big brother? Mm -hmm. Um, And But the assumption was that because I was with him all the time, I was then fucking around with people at this other school. And so clearly I knew what I was supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. The reality is nobody knew what to do with me. Mm -hmm. Right. And so then I get to college. I'm like, I'll bet I got to play catch up. But then my, my understanding of my body was that it exists for other people. Mm -hmm. It's not about my pleasure. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if I experience pleasure. In fact, that's not really a priority at all. The priority is Am I providing pleasure for someone else? Because that's my role. Right. My role is not to experience pleasure myself. Right. That's not. I mean, we don't talk about that, right? And so, and, and don't don't get caught having emotions because that ain't what this is about. You know what I'm Especially saying?
1: Especially not with your partner.
0: Especially you can be emotional by yourself. Yeah, yeah, be yeah. emotional over here. Listen to Drew Hill over here when I'm not around. Beauty is her name. So, look. The, anyway, what I'm saying is, <laughs> what I'm saying is you know i got burned a lot Mm. in a very short period of time right because you know i was what 18 going on 19 when i started college and then i met david right before i was turning 21 Mm. and david came around and you know the only thing he was concerned about was me truthfully Mm. in every sense of the word right Mm. like I'm talking pleasure in every sense, whether it was sexual, just in the relationship in general. Like, did we get what I wanted to eat for dinner? Did we get, like, did we do what I wanted to do for the evening? And I was like, who the fuck are you? Right, where you come from? Like, you know, and I like legit pushed him away because I did not trust that shit. I was like, this is not real. You are not actually human. Because he wasn't only like that with me, he was like that with everybody in his life. You know, I mean, you know, David, Mm -hmm. right? And so it's like nobody that's this genuine with everyone in their life is actually human. right we've been together 14 or genuine. Years or genuine yeah
2: yeah and
0: so i think like I, I shit you not ty i probably was waiting for the other shoe to drop for like the first four years
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know because like i i didn't fully trust it there have been multiple times in this relationship where i have tried to sabotage the fuck out of this yeah because i was like there is no way in real. hell that yeah. we can be a decade into this and you actually like still like me like this right Cause there's a difference between liking and being in love with somebody.
2: Absolutely. Right. Like
0: I can be in love with you and I can't stand I Hate your, your guts. Hate your whole guts. Right. So like kind of getting getting to that point of like you're saying, realizing that my pleasure is is a priority. Right. And that my you know my body and somebody should want to provide me with that pleasure. Right. However, what I will say is that it is not your part your partner's responsibility to make you come. Right. It's important for you to know <coughs> your body well enough to communicate to your partner what feels good, what doesn't, yes. to ensure that you are having a fully enjoyable experience. Right.
1: Now, it is, I will say, it is your partner's responsibility and your and your responsibility to be open yes. to try to figure out absolutely how can we yeah. work on that or what yes. do you need, all those things. Yeah, for sure. Um, for I think sure. my experience was a bit different in that I got started... Somewhat earlier, I think the summer after my freshman year Uh was the first time that I had sex. Yeah, and I had a few partners and did not orgasm with them. Now I'd been masturbating, yeah, so I know what knew what an orgasm felt like. Yeah, but hadn't experienced it with partners. Yeah, and then like maybe my maybe fourth or fifth partner was when I experienced an orgasm with my partner, right? And someone who was really like absolutely. No, you yeah. should like invested like, in I'm that gonna get mine yeah, but yeah. i also want to make sure that yeah. you get yours yeah and that was a turning point for me as well because it was like oh like right everybody like i don't have to wait for you to leave
0: yeah to, absolutely <laughs> to get mine. Like, absolutely we can, um, yeah so sure. that was
1: that was i feel like that was interesting but i a part of it because i was young and my partners were young and impressionable they had been right. getting yeah. messages from all uh-huh. the other places of course
0: of course was that
1: like the only person whose orgasm mattered was there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and so I'm grateful to have had a partner who was like, eh, no, let's yeah, let's talk about this. Absolute, let's take our yeah. time with some. Let's figure out what other ways right. you know, yeah. work. Well, that's great. Um, so
0: yeah, I mean, you know, I think I think that um, I was just uh, posting about this on social media the other day too. Is that you know it's important for under, to, for people to understand that an orgasm doesn't have to exist for pleasure to occur too. you know and so i think there's a lot of pressure for people to experience an orgasm every time that they have intercourse or that every time that they engage in any type of sexual activity if it doesn't end in an orgasm then it doesn't count right or it's not as worthy as right. the experiences that did end and the result of an orgasm and so i think you know we get so caught up in this like goal oriented mm-hmm. sex that like we're actually not enjoying fucking sex
2: right
0: right the the people get so caught up in the like i want to make sure that i'm doing this right so that you could have an orgasm not paying attention to the fact that like you know just the just the uh just the rubbing and the like you know the caressing and the kissing and the nipple play and the, like all these other things can be just as, if not more Listen, pleasurable for people. Right. And <laughs> I love a good rub. Right. I love a good rub. I love a good rub. Honey. <laughs> I love a good rub. Like,
1: good rub. and it doesn't even have to, you know, rubs and kisses. Yeah. Those are like, so yeah. there doesn't even have to be, I, I mean, love and a even,
0: and, and, and I think, you know, this is where the conversation about like what, is intimacy really mm. right and so like understanding that intimacy can involve experiences where you are in public and your clothes are on and you are like sharing a fucking like milkshake <laughs> like, throwing coins in a fountain <laughs> walking down a sidewalk holding hands with yes. masks on because we're safe in covid times like you see what I'm saying? Yes. like intimacy exists in so many different yes. ways and even outside of romantic relationships too right and so it's important to understand that you can get those the fulfillment of intimacy and the experience of intimacy even outside of your romantic relationships too because oh, for sure sometimes putting all of that pressure on one person can be detrimental right and so i
1: love you know. my i love so i have relationships with um men and women mm-hmm. um and non-binary people yeah um, but specifically with my women friends, mm-hmm. we flirt. Yep. We are each other's wives, yep. girlfriends, Facts. girl them things sitting up with you today. Yep. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And, and that's like a it's it is a, a recognition yep. and um a love language that I that I don't even expect from yeah. know, my husband and my romantic yeah. partner because there's something about um my female friend or my woman friend who is saying to Mm -hmm. me like i acknowledge this in you i see this in you i appreciate this in you yeah um that is really important for uh that healthy relationship that healthy growth um among other people so heck yeah yeah i mean
0: listen you know a compliment from uh (laughs) from a stranger who happens to be a black woman can leave me on cloud nine for two weeks. You Listen, know what I mean?
1: We compliment like nobody. I mean else. like nobody. And we'll keep on and going. And Don't expect no, nothing yep, from you. No. I remember no. um was it two thousand it had to be two thousand and eighteen. The first time myself and a group of people went to New Orleans. Woo. We're just walking around downtown yep. on Cloud Nine because duh it's yeah, New Orleans. Right, right. And there are other groups of women who literally just walk up to us and like we just want to tell you, y'all fine as yeah, fuck. Yeah. And just keep walking just like don't keep, want yeah, nothing. Yeah. Like, who are
0: these
2: people? The most where do they do this at? It's the most selfless New Orleans.
0: That's where they do it. Experience ever. <laughs> <laughs> New Orleans. That's where they do it. That's where they do it. So, Especially during absolutely. Essence Fest. Because
1: that's where we were. Because that's, <laughs> <knew laughs> that's where I you was. I knew where you were. It was, was definitely Essence. Man,
0: listen. I mean, it's just. Oh, God. <laughs> black women, man. Y'all just give me so much. Y'all just give me so much on a regular basis. I mean, you know, I think it's I think it's important for us to understand, like, what that really does. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I think you can change somebody's entire fucking day.
1: Yeah, I think we do understand what it does. On a cellular level, right? Because we've had to do, we've it. Had you to know do what it. I mean? Yeah, like true. I feel like we, I feel like that's an extension of the way that we love on yeah, each other. Yeah. Because we've had to love on each other like yeah. that because we've been in so many circumstances where no one else would love on us in Absolutely. that way. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Because
0: can't nobody love us like us?
1: Not, not like us.
0: Woo! <laughs> Talk about it.
1: <laughs> that's a different. That's a different Talk show for it. a different yeah, day. But, really I, but I, but I appreciate. Um. Um. Even you know, my birthday is coming up. Hey, you
0: know
1: (laughs) this little photo shoot happening. Yes, you
2: do. Um, We got to fly up in there. Okay,
1: I'm
0: I'm so ready.
1: Um. But even in the communication back and forth, Mm -hmm. like people just affirming, like you know, somebody checking to make sure what outfits I got, and and knowing that I don't have anything like you're gonna be fine and whatever. Yeah, wearing this like just that level of affirmation is so necessary and and so important yeah for a, a very particular type of relationship
0: yeah yeah absolutely i mean and i think it's i think that's such a foundational part of black womanhood like i think i have found my identity in my relationships with other black women yeah. more yep. so than anything else yep. you know and it's and it's like this constant confirmation that like i'm good yeah i'm yes. okay and I will and if be. Not okay, and if you are not okay, we got you. We got you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's like, it. I, think, I think that the level of friendship that I have with, you know, because we, we it, the crew is the crew. So, like, when we sure. say, you know. But I, I just feel like there is not a point in my life where I can't call one of you and know that, like, no matter what, even if I don't have words, y'all right. got me. Right. Yeah. You know, like, damn, Tiff knows by the way I say hello, what is going on. <laughs> like, you know what nah, I'm saying? Not like, really nah, good. you ain't. <laughs>
1: you're not really good I'm sorry
0: let's start this conversation over again do we need to FaceTime you know what I mean like by the way I exhale on the damn phone like yeah. you know what I'm saying it's just yeah. when you know people that well you know it's like it I don't know how to I don't know how to be there for anybody else. part of it is the Pisces in me right like I love fucking hard so like if I got you I got you right but, but I think know. we
1: understand and I think that's the beauty of it particularly with our you know close network of yeah. friends but black women in general right. like the way that I love on you, I'm not expecting...
0: Right, not that, at all.
1: I'm not expecting it to look that same way. Absolutely. And, and over time, I come to understand, like, I know what love from you
0: looks yeah. like. I know what
1: a checkup from yes. you looks yes. like. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, and so even being in tune with one another in those kinds of ways yeah. is important and very necessary.
0: Yeah, yeah. So at, we t- we talked about how, you know, this, this connection between uh, the black woman in our lives is different than the connection between the people that we are romantically involved with. Like for us, it's our husbands. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what does the, what does the openness and the communication about like your desires and your needs for your husband look like in comparison to the conversations about your desires and your needs with your girlfriends? Like what, what, like how does that differ? Yeah. And what, and what does the, um, you know, what does like that level of trust look like Yeah. in, in, you know, in the relationship with Marshall versus, you know yeah. what I'm
1: saying? So it's still evolving for us. Of course, yeah. Um, As it should be. We, you know, we had a, a you know, we've been together for 16 years. We've yep. been sexually intimate for 16 years. Yep. Um, and we had a new experience earlier this year, which I'm still tripping about because I'm like, bro, we've been together for a long, like over a decade. That's the best. And we're still having new experiences. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that we have always done is kind of take inventory with one another. Yeah. How are you feeling? What right. do you need? Yeah. What can I do better? Yeah. You know, all yeah. of those kinds of things. Um, and that has helped to build a level of trust. Absolutely. Um, that I hadn't always had. I didn't have before him and mm-hmm. he's been patient enough with me yes. to kind of let that, develop and evolve over time yeah um I think I'm still in my head a lot just because many of the relationships I have with black women um I've had for a very long time or they're still very similar to one another Mm -hmm. Marshall is my longest romantic relationship Mm -hmm. he is my first husband yeah and so I'm still it's still even though it's old it's still new you know what i'm saying so we're still learning that that element of ourselves we're still um um, trying to figure things out and so we are still asking questions we are still like hey what do you need Mm -hmm. because i can't intuit
0: right yeah (laughs) i can't read
1: minds yeah you're gonna have to tell me yeah um and so but even that intentionality even him his willingness to be open and curious with yep. me yep. um is a, a love language in and of itself and representative to me of a level of trust of yep. a level of rapport yeah um yep. and intentionality so yeah i i really appreciate that but yeah i'm i'm still kind of tripping off of that and like <laughs> i'm like all right then where are we where are we going <laughs> <laughs> What's what is <laughs> um, yeah. so yeah, yeah. So it makes me look forward to the next 16 years yeah of the course next 16 yeah years, the next 16 years, cause that just means that yes. we still have so much to learn and grow
0: absolutely yeah I mean you know I think that's one of the things like people you know David like I said you, and, and the same situation with you and Marshall like David and I met when I was almost when I was 20 going on 21 and he was 23, one on 24, 22, one on 23, one of those two. Anyway, early 20s. Right. Right. And then we knew, although we may not have shared this revelation with each other very early on, we knew very early on that, like, we were going to end up dying old <laughs> <laughs> with each other. Like, you know, we just knew. Like, yeah. it was just one of those things. And I fought that shit so hard. Mm. So hard. David will tell you. <laughs> that I broke it off. I was like, I can't even, like, we can be friends, but like, I'm not, I'm not really interested in you that way. And he was like, all right, right. And knew I was just straight lying. Right. He knew that like, I was scared shitless. Right. Because like, how in the world (laughs) is it possible that I have met somebody in my early, like that shit's early, my early twenties, where it's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're gonna be the daddy of my children. Man, like we about to I'm going to change your diaper one day. Like you know what I'm saying? Like yes. it was very evident to me and and him and we we didn't necessarily talk about it but it was something that we knew. And so in the beginning the relationship was not as open and honest mm-hmm. because I didn't I didn't want it to be because that shit scared me. Sure. Right? And so then by the time, you know, David was like I I'm, <laughs> I'm going to just I'm going to just be patient and wait because you coming back. Like it's fine it's fine and he just continued to like talk to me on the phone as a friend and like didn't pressure me to like you know do anything Mm. super romantic like you know cuz I was in Oxford and he was working in Columbus Mm. and my family is from Columbus I'm from Columbus so like I can't you know (laughs) and so like I (laughs) you know I I came home a lot and then I remember the first time he came and surprised me at uh, Miami this Negro booked a hotel in oxford and i was like you do know that i'm a whole ass ra with like a bed and a futon in the same room like you can just sleep on the futon why would you waste money it
1: was the gesture
0: on it and so in that moment i was like damn so then we ended up on the futon together that night. And to it's be
1: very like, clear, we was all broke, broke. Like, it, it <laughs> so, like, didn't inherit well, David, any David, money. David will or, tell you differently
0: because at that time, him, Marshall, and Daryl were living together. And he had that full-time gig at CCAD. So we was line, all he was a ball broke, bro. But let's be clear. But I knew we then. was broke,
1: broke. So, for, <laughs> and I'm saying he that's the thing. But the gesture is yes. is is even more meaningful yes. when it came from a place of scarcity yes, right like
0: absolutely. i still want you to know
1: that i care about your boundaries and 100%. i want you to understand that and i'm willing to put up a certain level yes. of resource yeah to show you that yeah
0: and i think for me it was it was that gesture that moment that weekend when i realized that i that i could trust him enough to start being open about my feelings mm. without fear of being hurt. Mm-hmm. Right. And so then that's when the beginning of our like open and honest communication about our desires and our needs and our wants started. Mm-hmm. Now, 14 years in two kids later, <laughs> that shit looks completely different.
2: Yeah. And as it should, as it
0: should. Right. And so it's a constant evolvement because I'm also uh, two C-sections later mm. I don't have anywhere near the same body as I did, you know, prior to my first pregnancy with Emory or after my first pregnancy with Emory yeah. like, you know, they took out all my damn organs to get these babies out and shit didn't settle the same. Right. <laughs> you know what I right. mean? Like And so it's I literally like I have to in in the truest sense of <laughs> of this like phrase, I have to relearn my body. Yeah. Right? And so it's a matter of like the stuff that used to feel good annoys the fuck out of me now Mm. and 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 the fact that i have a partner who is patient enough to work through that with me and understand that like there are days where i am touched out because these kids have been hanging off of me all day and i know that like you are experiencing some skin hunger you need some attention and you need some love i can give you 10 minutes (laughs) Don't expect that shit to last.
1: Skin hunger, Uh, wherever uh, that appetite (laughs) lies. (laughs) Wherever
0: that appetite lies. And after that ten minutes, woo, gone and move away. You know, and so, (laughs) and and the fact that like that I can that I feel safe in saying that means the world, right? And so when you're talking about a healthy relationship, I try to, you know, I I try to get people to understand that the most important factor in a relationship is that you feel fucking safe absolutely right like because if you don't feel safe then other things have to be talked about absolutely right and so and there's and there's a level of like you know you have to build that level of safety i'm not saying you got to feel safe with the person from day one right but if you've been with this person for six months and you're still unsure if you feel safe enough to start being open then let's talk about some yeah things, yeah right somebody's blocking something
2: yep. whether it's
0: because you're scared because trust as i just stated yeah. i know that life yeah right and so you know it's it's a matter of kind of figuring out like what's what's stopping you from pushing your relationship to a point of like of being able to feel safe and being able to feel trust and sometimes you got it because of past experiences and you got to work through that with therapists or mm-hmm. other people who are mm-hmm. not in the relationship to kind of help you get to those points i'm all for therapy right i'm here uh, whether you good bad or otherwise therapy saves lives every day absolutely right and so um it's always good to have a a a person who is not in your life yeah help you figure the fuck out of your life (laughs) absolutely um you know and so i think that healthy communication about your needs and desires in a sexual relationship is crucial because you can't i mean you don't really know if y'all are happy if you're not Talking about it.
1: Yes. And and in addition to the safety for me, um, I need to know that the spirit is willing, even when the flesh is weak. Thanks. So there are uh, so many times woo, where tie. somebody is working a 14 hour day, a 16 woo. hour day, or two, you know, two, three, four back to back 10 mm, hour man, days. Yeah. And I ain't got it. But I need yeah. you to know that you are sexy as fuck absolutely or that you turn me on or that you look good yep. or that i love hearing your voice yep or i'm so happy you walked through the front door yep. today right so even those kind of conversations for yep. me like yep the way the, world the way you push <laughs> that
0: sweeper babe the way you okay wipe that okay. counter down babe you just, the way it you, was a
1: sink full of dishes the way you and now they gone
0: from the washer and to now the dryer and now they gone and now they gone honey so
1: you know and and there's a there's a measure of safety in that because i understand one that there is um a, a a love or um an in intimacy with me, but there's also a vulnerability with you being willing to express that. Yeah. Even if you're not gonna get a return. Yep. Immediately. You yep. know. Because I we we it's been plenty of nights. Yeah. When I've talked to him about all the things I'm gonna do, Facts. And as soon as I end that last sentence, Woo! I'm snoring. I'm snoring. <laughs>
0: you know I'm what I'm snoring. saying? Like yep. I really
1: wanted yep. to do all these things for you. I had
0: so many, so
1: so many, many grand, plans. grand plans. So many of them. And in they the, all in the ended in My a particular type of way, yeah. But this sleep, but this sleep, but this sleep though. Yeah. So, so just I, yeah. so even even when physically we can't make certain things happen, whether that's a, a, a sexual intimacy or whether it is like I saw them dishes, babe. I'm gonna get them. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's I love that. Just yeah. just be open and communicative with me in that way, so I know what want or what your intentions are Mm -hmm. um and and i'm good i'm good now eventually you have to act on those things right you can't
2: just right yeah yeah not
1: two two years telling me what you're gonna do to me and we don't do it now then we have a conversation Yeah. 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 but you know when you are not in a position to physically act on certain things that's when you have to be open and honest and transparent about what you want to do so at least i know you know what i'm saying that the desire is there
0: yeah yeah absolutely I mean I think yeah for sure for sure and I think I think what what plays into what plays into this ability to be vulnerable with one another right is working through this godforsaken patriarchy of our society that we grow up in right that impacts like our sense of you know pleasure and our sense of like of a sexual being right because we receive so many mixed messages about how we're supposed to act based on, I don't know, bullshit, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: you know, like, and, and so I think that once you're in, when you're in a relationship, you're, you don't realize the impact of those messages until, until you see it playing out on somebody else. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And then you're like, damn, where did that thought even come from? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even know when I started thinking this. (laughs) or when this was an expectation, yeah. you know? And so, and so I think that, you know, one of the things that I wanted to talk about it is how the patriarchy impacts specifically black sexuality and pleasure, right? Because from from the beginning, our bodies were seen as fucking cattle, right? Like we're no different than that cow right. or that horse. We're fucking property. right? And so our bodies have been disrespected from the second that they stole us right right and you know grow I, mean, I haven't actually been to the motherland of course right but my, I haven't either. but from the people who I do know that have gone there and the things that I have seen is that our internal self-love is like just very apparent
2: mm-hmm. like by
0: the way uh, uh, you hear the sound of a drum the way you feel walking down the street with your baby tied to your back the way you know the way that you provide for your family when you don't fucking have anything to provide yeah. right like the way that we uh you know kind of operate in our autonomy in our homeland seems so like just like innate mm. and so to think that they took that from us and mm. brought us here and said yeah yeah okay okay sure 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 but your property mm-hmm. and so now i'm going to tell you i'm going to tell you what to do with your body And you're going to do it with your body, what I say. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And and especially when it came to women, right? It's like, okay, great. So here, I'm going to go ahead and put my penis in you. You ain't going to say shit. Your husband's going to watch. And then for sure, that's going to fuck y'all's relationship up. Because from day one, their goal has been to break up black relationships and black marriages. Because even though the husband understood that the wife couldn't do shit about it and the wife understood that the husband couldn't do shit about it if they wanted to survive, mm. there's still these innate feelings of like the fuck. Right. Right. And there's initial resentment amongst each other. Yeah. Because even though we know we can't do shit, it still pisses us off. Sure. Right? And so that's like literally the seed that began the fucking fight between black men and women. Right? And 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 we didn't have we didn't have a say over that shit. Mm right and so we have to actually talk about what that generational trauma fucking looks like today yeah right and I think that that's what makes fucking black love so beautiful and also so fucking hard yeah yeah because we were never given a fucking shot yeah right like we were never given the ability to fucking love the way that we innately know how to love each other Mm. we were told how we were supposed to love and the love that we knew was ripped from us yeah amongst our our romantic partners amongst our children amongst our family members yeah they don't give a fuck if y'all end up on the same plantation right are you doing the job that i need you to do for me period that's all i care about i don't give a fuck if if any of you survived i don't care what can you do for me
2: yeah yeah
0: you know and so the fact that like in this country that is the starting point of our bodies it makes perfect sense that we all have no fucking understanding of the fact that like our bodies deserve pleasure
2: yeah yeah
0: right and so like it seems so far away but it's really fucking not
1: yeah yeah so I think um a couple of things are coming to mind for me um one you know our people were colonized on in the motherland as yep, well absolutely and so the, sure. some of the challenges yes. that we experience are only different in the way that yes very they true. weren't forcibly removed from Ab- land absolutely
0: and still have yes of culture. No, absolutely but i
1: say that to say
0: very good point yeah patriarchy
1: exists everywhere everywhere and is very deeply rooted even in our indigenous cultures right, right, right so you know i have really close friends and family who are from Ghana mm-hmm. and from Nigeria who talk about tradition all the yep. time in the ways that it oppresses women. Yeah. And some of that is because white folks came over and colonized and took things from us. Right. And some of that is African men yep. were were very adamant about yep. being the head and not the tail. So I want to put that out. And also um our history here um in addition to being stolen
2: mm-hmm.
1: also brings challenges to our romantic relationships. Yeah. It brings challenges to the ways in which we um, relate to our parents, yes. which are usually our first examples Woo. of remote romantic relationships, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the ways in which our parent uh, parents relate to children. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I find joy in so I teach a, a community learning group talk about it through a I was hoping it arts was... group uh, about maroon societies um, and very succinctly you know we always learn about the people who were enslaved who ran away ran away to freedom right mm-hmm. they ran away to Canada or up north or down to Mexico but there were groups of people who were like fuck that <laughs> my mama's still on this yep, plantation yep. my husband's still on this yep. plantation. So I'm not running away to somebody freedom. I'm running away Um, to these woods or these swamps or these whatever. And I'm staying in close proximity Mm -hmm. and I'm going to love on my husband. I'm going to love on my wife under the cover of night. Mm -hmm. I'm going to love on my children, Mm. um, and sacrifice myself to try to protect them in ways that are very covert that other people don't know about. So I find a measure of, um, joy and resilience Mm. in knowing that no certain things were not given to us because Mm -hmm. white folks were very adamant about keeping it but that we took it anyway we took it (laughs) we took that shit anyway so you know i find joy in my relationship with my partner and in learning and 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 understanding my own sexuality in the context of a maroon right someone who is not supposed to have certain kinds of freedoms, Mm -hmm. is not supposed to have certain types of love for themselves, Mm -hmm. right? Is not supposed to engage in romantic um, uh, partnerships in certain types of ways, Mm -hmm. but says, fuck that shit, I'm doing it anyway, Mm -hmm. and come for me if you want to, Yeah, right? You know what I'm saying? So I, I I appreciate what you're saying and what you're bringing forward. And I'm reminded of yep. this group of people absolutely. that I can use as an example of there's an alternative way to kind of mm-hmm. keep pushing shit forward yeah. to become a whole person and ultimately build a whole community.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean one of the you know, one of the beliefs and principles of happy sex talk is the most radical thing we can do as black people is show up every day and love ourselves, yes. love our families and love our partners. Yes. And say fuck white supremacy because y'all can't take this shit from us
1: i want to say something i was going to say something
0: disrespectful. Ooh.
1: correct you know what i'm saying
0: <laughs> like that is the most <laughs> radical thing that correct. we can do every day and it's just and it's so it's so crazy to me that like our existence and joy pisses them off so fucking nice. so much oh my god and just that That's reality what I was just, to say.
1: just that little just bit just
0: that oh Y'all will never take that shit from me. Nope. The fact that me showing up as me, unapologetically, loving my black children, loving my black husband, loving my black family, the fact that that pisses you off. Loving my black self. Loving my black self, loving my black friends, loving my black village. Man, I'm going to do that shit every day until I can no more.
1: And that's something that, you know, attempts have been made to beat it out of us. Yeah. To you know, excise it out of us yep. to, um, to <laughs> make certain millionaires and billionaires individually, yeah. like bring this individualism out of us. And it still persists mm-hmm. this, this, this pursuit of joy yep. still persists. Yeah. Um, and so I, I find solace in that mm-hmm. I'm grounded and rooted in that. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. much of what I do comes from that um, as a as a source or, or a foundation, yeah. Um, and so we good, yeah. And, and, and if we not good, we gonna be we good. gonna be all right. Yep. Cute at Kendrick. Cute, Cute at Kendrick. At Kendrick. Uh, free Kendrick. Free by the way. I mean, I heard Top Dog <laughs> like present. I'm gonna say this. Please keep this. I'm gonna say this.
0: Top Dog because keep I'm a, in the podcast. David, don't you dare.
1: <laughs> I am a Kendrick. Woo! Stan, man, um, If okay. I could get Kendrick in a room and have a conversation with him about a, a concert he had in Columbus, Ohio, man, I would love to. That was. Um, Top Dog said something moment. about the wait is over. My birthday is May fifth. Allegedly, something is coming out that weekend. Allegedly,
0: he been seen recording free, music videos.
1: Free Kendrick, we love you Woo! in Columbus, Ohio. We love, Stan, you, brother? Man, so we love you, Somehow him. this comes across your your uh if screen, somehow, Some way, just invite us not even uh, just me just us, because i can't just say me us. invite oh, yeah. us um <laughs> to come see you to a listening party yeah. um to just chop it up you we, know, we mad cool
0: we mad cool <laughs> we won't even be like those people who freak out around celebrities like we'll be real chill i, I will be for
1: like two seconds but then i'll be straight
0: but then I, you know just give just give me my two seconds and then, <laughs> and then i'll calm myself down <laughs> And we can proceed.
1: Yo, if Kendrick has new music before this gets published, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to splice that into the episode. Some kind of
0: absolutely in this moment (laughs) right now. Cue it. (laughs) Yes. So you know, as we're as we're talking about this, I you know the the um this adultification of black kids Mm. is coming up for me, and and the you know over punishment of black girls in like educational institutions is also coming up for me right a lot and so I don't I mean you know I don't want to I don't want to get too too deep about this but I do think that it's important to you know talk about the fact that like you know black girls are like considered whole ass adults by like five years old correct you know what I'm saying like you are taking their ability to be a fucking child away from them right like you're looking at you know, a 12 year old body who like resembles a 18 year old, but has a 12 year old fucking mind. Right. right. And you're not taking that into consideration because of your, your innate racism absolutely, and your fear of black bodies. Absolutely. And you are like killing our fucking babies. And I can't like, I always say this shit and I don't mean to make it seem like that this reality doesn't exist for people who are not parents Mm -hmm. but the way that this shit hits now that i have black children yeah i I, yeah what i will say is that i have been holding my babies yeah much tighter much longer more often yeah uh recently um than you know probably the whole quarantine (laughs) yeah you know because this shit like it's terrifying right like at what at what point will my two-year-old become a threat to you at what point will my four-year-old who like any other four-year-old who doesn't know how to regulate his fucking emotions when will his emotional outbursts as a fucking child become a threat to you right and and at what point you know I, i i mean i feel like at four years old i can't fucking protect him right i'm paranoid about sending him to daycare i'm worried are they punishing him more or more severely because he's a black child. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that I have to even think about that is infuriating. Yeah. Right? And he's getting ready to go into, like, public pre-K. And, like, I intentionally found a pre-K that is based on social emotional learning. Because I need my son to see that your ability to show emotion is valued. Mm. And that your existence... Is is essential to the like functioning of the world, yeah. And that you are allowed to feel that is okay, yeah. And that you should be concerned about other people's feelings, right? You see right. what I'm saying? And so, in a school that has a, you know, in a school that has an emotional support animal for autistic children mm. in pre-K, I'm gonna send my baby there, right,
1: right. And I think you know, I I, I hate to be one of the people who draws. Um, distinctions between genders Mm. um, because I don't believe that they innately exist right what does exist is the way that we as a society interact with treat treat different people based on their um, uh, gender presentation or their gender identification absolutely so for you to identify that need and find that resource for your son Mm -hmm. um is particularly important because we don't ascribe emotionality to boys or male children. We ascribe that to female children, to girls, which means that they're given a lot more latitude Mm -hmm. to experience, explore, their emotions yeah and boys are not right right so i'm i'm particularly excited yeah that that's a a, a resource for emory yeah absolutely absolutely
0: i mean you know we you know and it's not like technically his home school right so we gonna have to fight for him to be able to stay in and that's a different past <laughs> so i'm gonna have to fight for him to be you know get into the lottery to be able to uh you know advocate for him to be able to stay at that school uh beyond pre-k but um you know the plan is to get dia in that Mm. (laughs) in that same environment Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because in this house in in this house that doesn't exist you know like Emery knows dia got a vulva and he got a penis as far as it goes (laughs) and at one point he thought dia had a vulva penis we had to give the distinction because if everybody got a penis then she just got a vulva on top of a penis okay because everybody got a penis right mom like (laughs) So then we had to have the conversation like no baby. Not no. everybody. Dia Dia has a vulva, you have a penis. And he goes, Okay, Dia has a vulva, Emery has a penis. Okay. And so then, <laughs> then he'll be like, Dia, Dia, we touch our vulva in private because Emery has to touch his penis in private. Because you know, now they they explore our bodies. Yeah. And in this house, go for it. <laughs> In this house, I'm an advocate. Do you, do you boo boo, yeah. but do that in private. Don't yeah. do that in shared spaces. Yeah. That includes the bathroom. Right. That's a shared space, whether in the <laughs> moment you are in there by yourself, right. that's a shared space. Because
1: then we have to talk about sanitation, so, <laughs> And we have to well, you know, get into those things.
0: You know, so it's like the, the, <laughs> the, the initial, I'm kind of getting off, but the initial of like, the conversations about, like, privacy and, like, what that, you know, kind of looks like. It starts super early in this house, yeah. right? Like, the fact that Dia is calling her vulva a bulba brings me to tears every day. Like, come on, baby, you so close. First time Emery said penis, it was like one thug tear down the one cheek. Thug, I've never been more proud thug. as a sex educator and a parent. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things of, like, being able to give them that bodily autonomy when the world doesn't mm. means so much to me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, and so... It's a it's a way it's a way for me to feel like I can protect them even when I'm not there. Yeah. Yeah. Because as long as I can give them the skills and the space to advocate for themselves, whether it's to me, to a grandparent, to a friend, to a teacher, I don't care. As long as you know that that reality exists for you. Yeah. Like I I feel like I'm okay when you leave when you're not with me all day.
1: Yeah.
0: You know I think to your
1: original point about uh the hyper adultification yeah. of um young black girls and teens mm. um you know we i don't want to get into um the specifics about micaiah Bryant, no. but what i will say is um in addition to over sexualizing which ultimately leads to adultification yeah. um there is an over-criminalization or over-punishing, yes. right? And this the concept of punishment means that you are responsible for your actions, mm-hmm. which is a sign of maturity, right? And the types of punishment that you receive, the older you get should be, you know, indicative of your level of maturity. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, our girls get punished for things much sooner, much younger, um, than their counterparts absolutely. do right so the idea is that you are more responsible for your behavior mm-hmm. than your counterparts
0: yep. are. um absolutely
1: you know things that come natural to us—the way that our lips are shaped,
2: absolutely—the um,
1: way that our hips and and are shaped. I've seen people sexualize young girls with long legs. Yeah, and I'm like, that's she's just tall. Yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that she's just lean. Like yeah. that's not a sexual thing. Absolutely. That's, just the, that's just the way her body is developing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but there is definitely a tendency toward that, um, and it goes unchecked because, in my opinion, um, there's a profit yeah can come from that right Absolutely. there's a there's an industry yeah that profits from that yeah. um, and and you know as long as that exists it's going to continue to happen yeah um, but I do agree that it happens I agree that um, well I won't say agree because you didn't say this but I believe <laughs> that there are certain elements of our own community that has internalized that absolutely um, right so when we say somebody is fast um, yes. or, or all of those things right yes. we are internalizing these yes. types of things funny absolutely. story I have two nieces Um, Who might as well be twins? They were born a year apart. Um, They actually both just celebrated birthdays. Oh, they're so beautiful. Um, One is four and one is three. Yes. Earlier this year, maybe about February this year, before they had their birthdays, um, they love climbing on me. Yeah. You know, I'm big. I must be an obstacle. I don't know. (laughs) But (laughs) one, my older niece, climbed on me. And when she climbed on me She started twerking She started Uh shaking her butt Yeah. So my response was Shake that tail Shake that Because absolutely be free It feels good to you It's funny to you Yes You know my mother who's older She's experience a whole lot of trauma she's from a different generation mm-hmm. she's like oh don't teach her that I'm like why
0: why yep that
1: that's not sexual to her not at all because she's four yes she just knows it's fun yes. for her to shake her butt and Absolute, make y'all laugh absolutely. and all of those things absolutely um, and so even having to mm-hmm. unlearn certain things from my mother mostly, um, but from other members of our community, like this is not sexual behavior, Mm -hmm. right? Like wanting to dance this way or wear certain types of clothes, like that's not sexual behavior. You are projecting the sexuality onto this situation. Mm -hmm. And so if anybody needs to be checked, it's you, right? (laughs) But no, we gonna shake that tail feather. And and my niece loves to do that because First of all, it makes TT laugh. Absolutely. And second of all, it, she enjoys doing it. Absolute, so she's just yeah. going to keep doing it. But we have to make these distinctions of yeah. like a four year old is not looking at you no, sexually. Not at a all. A four year old is not trying to entice
0: you. No. Or
1: seduce you. No. Or anything like that. Four year old no. is trying to be free. Yep. And learning her limbs and her body because she's only four. Absolutely. She's only had these yep. things for four years. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I don't. I don't know what they do yet. Yep. I'm still trying to figure that stuff out. So absolutely, I feel like that's a really important part when we talk about the hyper adultification of yeah. young girls. Yeah, is really unlearning the way that we map sexuality onto their bodies. For sure. Yeah. Um, and and it's, understanding that that's not appropriate. Right.
0: I mean, you know, it's it's all it's all about removing that adult lens, right? So everything that we everything that we look at other people doing is through our own experiences, yes. through our own trauma through our own like lived you know journey yeah right and we are all adults right <laughs> so we looking at it from somebody who has had 35 years of, of experience of life in this You've world or more ages well here, I'm, right? th- I'm talking for myself because okay. I just proudly turned 35 I'm in older March. Than you, so. you, I mean that's fine <laughs> <Relative>. <laughs> so what I'm saying you know what I'm saying is like you know, when we look at yeah, like you're saying when you look at a 4-year-old, you're looking at a 4-year-old's uh, you know, bodily like you know, you're looking at a 4-year-old's actions through your adult lens mm-hmm. and you've got to look at it as a 4-year-old. As
1: a 4-year-old who has
0: no experience like relatable to you. Right. Right? All they know is this shit feels good. This
1: shit feels good. A 3-year-old running around Man. screaming. Ma'am. They just learned
0: they can they scream. They just learned that their voices can even do that. They go scream. Come on, Dia, Dia is just discovering that she can hold a note. Yes. Honey. And, and she's don't... gonna hold it. Woo! Man. And she's gonna hold it. Man, you know her jump off is Cinderella, Brandy, <laughs> and Whitney. And yes. can nobody tell it's her. Possible. Man, can nobody tell yes. her nothing. Yes. Can nobody tell her? You better nothing. train up a child. Of course.
2: Always. Always.
0: <laughs> always. You know, and so, and, and then her, also her shit. Black is king because mm. we know, because we know. Yes, innately we know <laughs> whose team we are now and forever on, right? And so, you know, it's just it's just one of those things where I want to create spaces not only for my children but children that exist in my village to be free, and and to know that, and to know that like curiosity is okay. Yes. Right. Regardless yes. of how society views you. Yes. Curiosity, wonderment, like all of that is is exactly what you should be doing. Yes. And you know? if there
1: is nowhere else that is um appropriate to explore that curiosity outside of this home. Yeah. Inside of this home, we explore that. Absolutely. And we have those conversations. Yeah. And we make it a space that is open and inviting to that yeah so that we can ultimately learn
0: with this stuff yeah is. yeah i mean you know it's 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 just it's all about like what well, you know in in the field right we call this sex positive parenting we call this like shame free sex ed we call, uh,
1: because you know, she do got a it. Uh, 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 in case y'all didn't know.
0: <laughs> and also behind the scenes i'm you know just let me put the plug in here i'm working on uh classes for parents about how nice. to talk to their kids about sex mainly for toddlers and also for teens because those are the two like populations that i get most um questions about and uh you know there's (laughs) there's not much more that i love in this in this field than talking to parents Mm. right because understanding that there are adults in the world who want to unlearn their own trauma in order to be able to create a space for their kids to have healthy new open honest like positive experiences just like literally lights me up internally and the fact that I can be uh, somebody who get, who's like a resource for that is mm. huge you know what I mean like the fact that I got a whole laundry list of, of community nieces and nephews who know that they can call me at any point to talk about anything and they've been they've been given the okay from an adult to sure. do that sure. right because my thing is like don't call me out the blue when, you, when, you're, when your caregiver doesn't know right, that this is what right. you're doing right like what we talk about is sacred to us, but they need to know that you're reaching out, right? Right, and so you know, I I try to you know I, I like I like to be that resource for people, but I also don't like to overstep my bounds right. as a as an auntie. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm gonna be here for y'all until I can't,
2: right?
0: Right, but like also, I'm gonna respect your parents. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So like, and if I'm talking to you, I'm gonna talk to them about. How I how they can talk to you about similar things. I'm right. not gonna tell them what we talked about, but I'm gonna give them resources on how to continue this education or this, these conversations at home. Right. Because ultimately, I want them to be the people that you talk to. Right. I can definitely be your resource. I can definitely be a sounding board. I can definitely be, uh, you know, a source of information and and knowledge. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trained in. But you, that's who you should be talking to.
1: And that's innately you know? collective. Yeah. Right? That, yeah. that- yeah. That is subversive against white supremacy because yeah. white supremacy is about the individual. So even what you just talked about, whoop, whoop. Is, uh, the consent of the collective, yeah. Yeah. the the consideration of the collective, yeah. um, is 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 African, is indigenous, yeah. right? You yeah. know what I'm saying? This yeah. innately a part of who
0: you are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, you know, I think um, you know there are a few things in my life that I feel like I do right on an off- uh, you know, on a regular basis. <laughs> and this just feels right to me mm. you know like i i like i legit like Elsie asked me the other day like if you didn't do this what would you be doing and i was like sis i haven't even thought about mm. that i've known that this is what i was gonna do since i was like 13
1: mm. that's
0: crazy. like real talk right which is which is like truly insane yeah my mind right is blown. you know but like at 13 i was like bet this is what i'm doing i may not have had the the like understanding of the wherewithal the to language. know that it was going to be like sex education uh-huh. specifically but i knew that i was going to be a resource for people to have open and honest conversations where they felt safe uh-huh. because i never felt more like myself than when i was able to create those spaces for people uh-huh. Uh-huh. right like that that's like when i felt the most erica you know and so i, I knew it. i knew very early on that like that was my goal in life right that's the type of friend I am that's the type of partner that I am that's the type of daughter that I am um everything that I do is rooted in you know trying to make sure that people feel safe when they talking to me mm-hmm. you know and, and and this is one of the most intimate topics that <laughs> anybody can ever talk about yeah you know and so I, I think I think that you know it's just it's just a, like something that I have been you know blessed with to to create to like be able to create these spaces for people very naturally like i don't have to know the person and within 30 minutes they're telling me their entire right. life story <laughs> right like right to the point where, like i gotta cut people off in the grocery store because i've paid for my groceries and now i gotta leave and i gotta go And now i gotta go i got a
1: whole family that needs
0: to eat. and they don't even know that this is what i do right right it's just something that like it just happens people just open up and that's uh, that's why that's what i mean when i say like I knew that this was that this was going to be my path very early on and i think that um you know the passion the passion comes from knowing that this that this reality can exist for people that i love and they just don't know because they've never been they've never they've never been given the opportunity to explore that because our society doesn't (laughs) openly be like bet so let's talk about things in a safe space where you can You know really explore free of judgment and shame not anything that's healthy not anything that's healthy we can have all of these toxic conversations yeah absolutely yeah absolutely you know and so i think that hopefully with this podcast you know we kind of breaking down some of those barriers for people and you know creating uh you know realities for them to know that like they can have these conversations with people that they you know Mm -hmm. care about and that are in their lives as well um you know and i hope that you know we're inspiring people to to talk about this shit because it's so important, right? I mean, I, I don't think we I don't think we really <coughs> give ourselves um, the freedom to like think about the messages that we've received our entire lives like how that's impacting us today as an mm-hmm. adult. Mm-hmm. Right? And then oftentimes you're just kind of you know, you get to you get to this point where it's like bam, it hits you in the face and then you're like, "Oh, damn." Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's what's
0: been stopping me yep. from X Y and Z my entire life. You know, because not only not only are you not given the freedom to explore these things you're also you're also not provided the reality that that freedom was taken away from you until it, it is just like boom right you know right so it, it's like you didn't even know it was a possibility <laughs> i'm trying to think of a, of a tangible example of this because you and i get it because we've been talking about it for years but it's i'm trying to think of a tangible example of like when you didn't even realize that the freedom to do something was taken away from you.
1: Well, I mean, I've, I've, I've given an example Mm -hmm. of, you know, being sexually intimate, but not realizing that you could experience full pleasure with your partner. Right. And so this idea that all of these messages come, I I know it's
0: getting, it's getting to the,
1: all of these messages come to you about what your role is as a sexual being. And you don't even realize until you get a partner who is like, So you're gonna come first, or <laughs> right. we're gonna do what you or like we're gonna, first, yeah, yeah, yeah. or we're not even gonna be sexually intimate. I'm gonna get to know you, yeah. you know, on a deeper level right. first. Yeah. That people then begin to realize, like, oh my god, this yeah. is the kind of life I can be living with my partner singular, or my partners uh, plural,
2: yeah. or whatever.
1: You know what I'm saying? That situation is. Yeah. Um, I, I, I definitely see that happening to so many. People. I'm using the example um, of cisgendered for the most part, right, yeah. uh, female bodied women, yeah. because that's been my experience and the people yes. who i talk talked to yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. um, and largely who society kind of targets in a very particular type yes. of way. Um, but yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. <sighs> this conversation was so healing. Yeah. In so many ways. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank
1: you for having me. I was I, feeling some kind I mean, of way because I hadn't gotten an invitation yet, but <laughs>
2: I'm here.
0: Okay. <laughs> First off Show no, up at I'm my door Show like, up at my door anytime And we can be in this space Clearly. And turn on the
1: mic like it ain't nothing Like it ain't nothing
0: <laughs> Okay remind me what this other song is That you wanted to come out with. Super freak, Super Freak by
1: Jeezy <laughs> Um you know Again you know 90s 2000s I love the Isley Brothers too mm. Shout out to the Isley Brothers Uh, Versus I was definitely doing grown things during that versus <laughs> and felt really good about just my life as a grown adult. But yeah. um, there was a particular type of uh, performance of sexuality in the 90s and in the 2000s that some folks find problematic, but that I really still resonate with. Um, it felt more liberatory than it did exploitative. Mm. And it may have been exploitative in certain types of ways. Um, but like your Adina Howards and your and other folks who are like, I don't care what you say. I'm not about to play nobody's way. <laughs> right? Like, oh, yeah. it's all about, you know what I'm saying? Like, and yep. really being, having certain types of agency. <laughs> yeah. um, and so, um, this Jeezy song is a bit more problematic than Adina <laughs> Howard.
0: Um, <laughs> you know what? What matters is that we know Who's how we know we know how to read this media,
1: <laughs> and the beat goes hard, and the so beat goes also
0: that. so hard, <laughs> so hard. All right, so for those of you who have hung with us this whole time, we appreciate you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, hanging out with the podcast uh, one more week. I-, I appreciate y'all more than you know please let us know in the comments any other topics that you want to talk about um let us know what resonated with you what spoke to you um you know what you like kind of walked away from with listening to this episode i mean it's really important for me to know that this that this is helping people and that it's like you know impacting people and so even if it's just like a straight amen (laughs) that's fine let me know that this is that this is helping um because while I can heal from these conversations, you know, on a weekly basis, I'm doing this for y'all. And so, um, yeah, just let me know. And keep it sexy till next week. Hey We love y'all. Here we go.
2: Hey, hey. Turn me up. Mm-hmm. Straight like that. Straight like that. <laughs> yeah, nigga.
1: I don't have enough room to twerk, but <laughs> you if share, I did. We shared
0: twerking. If Trust. I did. Trust. Trust. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, like
1: like Listen. So did you watch the verses? Oh, I no, no,
0: no, you know the verses
2: um uh, I
0: agree. I agree.
2: You know, so, interesting.
1: Um, um he yeah, is definitely matured. Of course. As a man and not an artist. Well, you say, a course, but I feel like, <laughs> um, that's not expected. It. I feel
0: like Gucci has. Oh, no. Um, of course
1: not. Again, and, and, again, and, 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 I mean, she means that has matured in other
2: way. ways. Yes, yes,
1: he but has. But as far as that beat, before, <laughs> <had not>. <laughs> so, it, it was better than But it was, um, it was, um, so much money
2: in the room. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I came out of the Delta to a Jesus song. Yeah. I mm-hmm. so you know, So
1: it's just there. It's just there for me always. Always.
0: And I mean, Two Chainz, also known as Titty Boy, at some point in his career.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think I've grown. I-
1: I've grown a greater man. Um, than- I wasn't really.
0: Real? I, know, I, know, but, uh, I mean the man the man has a line about kitchen cabinets and I just if you can put kitchen cabinets
2: in a wrap I'ma
0: <laughs> I'm follow and see you go with that.
2: Correct. You
0: know Alright y'all we love you Thanks for hitting it Thanks for kicking it all the things uh international masturbation so Hey get it in Always, and forever, twenty, twenty-four, and one million. You know, imagine you touch yourself okay, or somebody with else today. Your you know, I don't care. So Make something I shake.
2: What? <laughs> okay. No, this no this
1: tell, how you know I'm at the bottom no, of my glass. Show I'm the, the like, you show know. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on in there. <laughs> <laughs> look. Hey, let's bring the team.
0: Let's bring <laughs> the team. No, we're not. Now you're getting out of control. I was gonna say you gotta
1: introduce them.
0: Stop on the seat and hey. They come in, in, a, in a comic book series for
2: you. Probably in the next, I don't know, five to ten years. <laughs> They're going to take over the world one orgasm at a yeah. time. Six